welcome to a slightly different thing for How Do You Drew? <laughs> yes, <laughs> this will be the preview for our Patreon exclusive episode about Little Girl Lost Chapter 1 and a little bit about the book and the prologue of it. So here's your little preview. If you guys like what you hear, what you need to do is go over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash how do you drew. You can sign up for either our $1 bit of Barrymore membership or our $5 doozy of Drew. doesn't matter. <laughs> it's going to be available to both levels and it helps support us in the work that we do. And we appreciate it. Yes. And so to thank you, we're doing our deep dive on Little Girl Lost, Drew's book from 1990, her autobiography written at age 14. <laughs> okay. So here's your little bit that you guys get to hear. You Enjoy. know where to find the rest. Enjoy. <laughs> And yes, here we are beginning our little girl lost exploration. Um, And uh, I guess some of you may not know, but you probably do. We'll be doing this uh, chapter by chapter for our Patreon users exclusively. And then we hope to do kind of a wrap up that will be our regular episode. If you're a Patreon member, thank you. Thanks for being here. Yes. (laughs) We love you guys. Yes. Um, All right, let's kind of start. uh, We'll talk about the background of the book since this is the first time we're going to get into this. Uh, Mm -hmm. Later on, we'll just kind of go a chapter at a time. But yeah, so the kind of way this came about was for People Magazine's January 16th, 1989 issue. They did a magazine cover feature on Drew. It was actually titled Little Girl Lost. Mm -hmm. Um, She wrote that with Todd Gold. That led into him co-writing the book with her. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting the way that the book is divided. So they've got Drew's kind of first person description of the parts of her life. And then Todd sort of gives this kind of editorialized kind yeah. of background of either what she's talking about at that moment or what's coming up next in the book. It's interesting. And they kind of have like inset sort of pieces. So it's tabbed over a little bit more when yeah, it's, it's like very when it's clearly taught. delineated yes and like a different <laughs> font right yeah 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 <laughs> which I appreciate yeah Todd would go on to interview her again for details magazine in 1992 and then he wrote the article for people magazine for her 1994 wedding so that's kind of a fun thing it is cool and I, I always forget that so that's neat yeah um he recently Um, Thanks to Katie, our dear Patreon (laughs) member (laughs) and dear friend Katie, let us know about this. Um, He posted a write-up on his Facebook during the WGA strike drama that was going on and um, kind of posted this very paternal, lovely, long kind of explanation of just how he perceived Drew. And it was just really lovely. I'll read one part of it, and we pulled a couple snippets because it's very sweet, but we will link to it in the episode page. So one portion says, I have nothing but admiration and affection for Drew Barrymore. I haven't seen her in years. I knew her ages ago, worked with her, wrote about her, liked her, laughed with her, ate french fries with her, rooted (laughs) for her, and nothing has changed. Oh, (laughs) french fries is a great little touch. Yes. (laughs) Who doesn't love potatoes? I just thought that, yeah, right. I just thought this was beautiful. Drew is someone who has spent much of her life in the public eye, in front of cameras, every step and misstep documented and wrapped in braids of commentary and opinion. 
every giggle and gaffe embraced and admired for brazen, unabashed, courageous honesty. She is married, divorced, flashed, starred in movies, produced movies, become a mogul, had kids, cried, laughed, stumbled, and soared in front of us. We've cheered her triumph and sent hugs when she shared her vulnerability. And that's just what she's let us in on. So sweet. Yeah. And, it, yeah. And this is just from September. Is that when it was like around like October or September? Yeah, October September last year? yeah. Yeah. So this is the person who worked on this book that we'll be discussing with, with you guys. Like, I think that's really lovely. And I think that we talk about the longevity of like, people's impressions of drew you know yeah. like they're like i met her this or i worked with her this many years ago and she was just the most lovely you know it's like and she's still the same <laughs> yes exactly so it's just it's lovely so here we are jumping into the book they worked on together um which was published on february 1st 1990 34 years ago as of this year by pocket ah. books and <laughs> the paperback was released in february the following year so in 1991 and as we kind of have said, although I don't know if it's been super clear, we'll be doing chapters of this over the next year leading up to the 35th anniversary of the book's release. So here we are. Wild. <laughs> yes. Um, tell me about like your first experiences with the book, because I know it's very different than mine. Okay. Yeah. My story's kind of interesting. Um, so I had a, an older cousin, her name's Sarah, and she used to give me all of her, uh, hand-me-down books. She was a big reader like me. I was oh, a cool. big reader. Yeah. And so this was one of them I got probably when I was like 10, I was definitely young. And I remember being like, Ooh, this is like scandalous and naughty. I'm not <laughs> reading this book. Like it talks about drugs. <laughs> Didn't you also have like a similar reaction to seeing like the people cover yes. or something yeah. yeah I remember seeing it when I was the same age I guess and being like oh that's sad you know um <laughs> like she's naughty <laughs> yeah little did I know but yeah Mila so, is so like you it's so funny. I know <laughs> but I had it forever and like luckily I never got rid of it I didn't get rid of any of my books back then so eventually when I became like the fan I am and started getting interested in her life it was like oh great I'll just go find that wherever I have that book so that's I what it. I did. I know. And I totally just had all these memories coming back as we were digging into this. <laughs> so I think the first time I read it was either in summer or Christmas time. And then I made it like <laughs> a scheduled goal that I would read it every six months. So I would always read it in the summer and I would always read it at Christmas. Time. Oh my God. <laughs> it's my Christmas book. <laughs> <laughs> but was the first time you read it like in like 98? Yeah, I'm sure okay. it would have been. Yeah. Okay. So it was probably summer 98. And then, Do you, you know, still read it that frequently. <laughs> no, <Okay>. no, <laughs> I wish I had that kind of time. <laughs> yeah. And then my other funny memory I had was, um, I was so stupid. I think I was trying to kind of like copy Casey's book in mad love where it has like the writing and the butterflies. Yeah. Yeah. So in my paperback, which I have a copy that's just thrash, that's my original version. I put all these stupid stickers and like letter stickers that spell Drew and my name. <laughs> yeah. So I'll share a photo because I opened that up. I was like, oh my God. This I feel is so like embarrassing. The, are they letter stickers that say your name or is it like uh oh yeah, both murder style magazine? No, there's <laughs> there, there were stickers that were all like every letter was a different font or picture. Or oh whatever. my god. I know. Anyway, oh just fun things to remember. Luckily I have 
have a pristine copy of the paperback as well. And I have the hardcover. We're very lucky. I don't, I guess we didn't mention that this book is really hard to come across these days. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a super strange thing. Like I also, so you have the hardback and two copies of the paperback. I have yeah. the same. Yeah. Um, I don't remember who I got my second one from, but I feel like it was one of the like collections that ended up with us. <laughs> I was kind of thinking the same for me. Yes. And I don't remember. It's interesting that we both have like an additional copy that we don't remember getting. Mm -hmm. um, but I couldn't have paid more than like $25 for the hardback. And that thing is going for like oh, over a hundred yeah. easily. Yeah. I, I've seen the paperback for a hundred. Like what? Crazy. So yeah. my recollection, I don't recall where I got it originally, but I, it had to be inexpensive because I was a teenager. <laughs> and, um, I remember reading it in like freshman year of high school and writing like a book report or some kind of report oh, about it. Oh, I love and, that. And I have the notes somewhere. Really? But, yes. And I remember one of the facts I wrote on there, which was not from the book. It's I wrote through is short for Andrew. Like <laughs> that was definitely like misrepresented somewhere yes. along the lines. I remember, I think I had even like a, a card game that had that fact on it that sounds wrong. right yeah <laughs> but like that it was like around then that I remember first reading it so early on in my fandom so so at some point in 98 like late 98 probably early 99 yeah um, we're, we're so lucky that we had access to it that, I know in a way that just you don't anymore <laughs> I know and I also was like oh I wonder if I ever like saw it at libraries I remember seeing it like on the shelf at Barnes and Noble and stuff so it's funny oh, yeah, to think you're right me too yeah so I wonder if maybe at some point I maybe bought like a brand new one from there you know what I bet I did when I worked at Barnes and Noble yeah now you're now I'm having another memory I probably would like go over and visit the book yep <laughs> And be like, hey, Drew. Oh, man. So funny. <laughs> I'm like, hey, Drew, your book is here. How cool you're amongst the other biographies. Okay, so now let's jump into the book itself. So the paperback and the hardcover are two different photo shoots. Interestingly enough, the like the hardcover one is the photo shoot that was done for the 89 People magazine. Uh -huh. And then the uh, paperback is the photo shoot that was done for what will follow later the 1990 People magazine. So uh, that's, that's funny. Fun. They're both by Mark Sennett. He did both of them. Yeah, they're both Drew with her, like, I, I almost want to say perm, but <laughs> is that her natural curl? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't anyway. think either one of them is. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Her curly blonde hair. Yeah. Um, classic. I prefer, do you have a preference of, on the covers? Uh, I prefer the hardback. Okay. That's funny. I prefer the paperback, but I, I think it's just because it's like the one I always had, like the one that's in your mind as the yeah. one. And I also prefer like her look in those, in that photo shoot a little bit more, probably because she's blonder. <laughs> probably. I think maybe, I don't know what it is. I think I might like the design of the font more yeah, on the hardback. I, I actually agree. Like objectively, I agree yes. with that. Yes, but I understand you have like a different kind of connection to it. Yeah. Also, I, we will say like Ashley like literally has hers in her hands. I am not yet holding mine in my hand, um, but I am having my father send my worst copy <laughs> so that I can have one here for the Oh, you're such a other. poser, Anne. I can't believe you don't even have it with you. I know. I can't believe it. I think I wanted to protect all of them knowing how much they're worth. And now I'm like, yeah, right. I need it for research. I need the physical book. <laughs> the struggle. Yeah. I also want to see if I have any like notes in mine or anything. I don't think I do, but anyway. Fun. Okay. There is a dedication page and uh -huh. It's got a lot of people listed and they're going to kind of overlap with the acknowledgements, which is yes. funny, but let's just mention it real quick. Okay. So on the dedication page, she says to mom, 
Jan, David, Beth, Betty, Lori, Dallas, and my father, which is the main reason I wanted to mention that. Yeah. He's not in the acknowledgments, I don't think. I also find it interesting that we know like about half of those names, who they are. Yeah, and like who are the others. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Okay, and then in the acknowledgments, a couple of notable names, because there are quite a few and they all have little notations. It's really actually pretty sweet. Yeah, that's the little true. things There's like that a little she line writes. for each. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, her counselors are mentioned. Ellie Keats, which you made a note that that's the code name in the book, is Edie. That's Ellie Keats. David Crosby. Again, these are like just listed by first name, I think. Like, I think it just yeah, says David. But L. we can infer. <laughs> yes. So David Crosby and his wife, Jan Dance, and Steven Spielberg, and then Todd Gold and her mother. Okay. So if you yeah. want to read the notation for Jade. Yeah, so I thought was the only one we wrote down because I just thought it was a nice one. It says, through good and bad, pain and relief, life and death, sun and rain, there will always be us. I love you for everything. The mistakes we both made were coming out beautifully. I love you forever and ongoing everlasting support. Mm. Mm. And I mean, we're going to get into Jade a lot in this book, so- we it's are. a complicated relationship. It is. I was going to say there there are some things even in the first chapter where I kind of like mm. slightly cringe, but yeah. we'll get we'll get into that. <laughs> um after we get into the prologue. So there yeah, is a there is a little prologue. <laughs> so Drew kind of gives a heads up in this prologue that as much as she wanted to tie everything up in a neat bow for this book and I'll mm-hmm. quote this quote, a nice upbeat ending with no loose ends, like in the movies, an ending that would leave me feeling quite the heroine, which I love that honesty. Mm -hmm. Um, She actually ended up relapsing while writing the book and she ended up having to add two extra chapters to the end. Mm -hmm. And it's, I really love how she realizes she really has to be honest. Yeah. And in so many ways, this process is like forcing her to find, like find herself which yeah. we were oh, always yeah. saying Big she's time. done over and over and over again since, <laughs> as we all do. Anyway, so a couple of quotes from the prologue. In place of the happy fantasy I intended as the ending, what I wrote is a truthful one and a realistic one to anyone who is or knows a recovering addict alcoholic. There is no happy ending because there's no end to the struggle for a clean and sober life. The happiness comes from knowing that you're alive and have a fighting chance to enjoy it. Yeah. Did you like kind of read this, like knowing that she's quit drinking, you know, for two years now and just like, whoa, definitely Um, wild. I think that our timing to do this now is quite interesting because (laughs) you never would have been able to be like, she's still struggling. Um, I also think that over the years I've just been like, oh, she's able to like, just do it Mm -hmm. casually, whatever. Like she's wild. That's true. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like, she she perceived herself to be able to continue just like having it under control with drinking and definitely why would we not have believed her but she has since come out and said that is not the case and that alcohol is basically like her Her poison poison. yeah Yeah. um but also like she is very high functioning obviously she hasn't like destroyed her own life and career like her father did even throughout the book we'll see that she was always functioning as far as career and profession like she never missed a day she didn't like she wasn't flaky with her job she always took her job so seriously we will get into that in this chapter actually yeah and that's something she's always been very clear about like her whole life and she always likes to make it very clear like I don't mess around like people think I'm you know whatever they think about me but I work 
I work hard. Um, Since I was in diapers. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And it's true. So chapter one is called Headlines. And it opens with discussing how making ET was like the best time in her life. And she's quoted, I was a six-year-old girl who always preferred make-believe and fantasy and playing dress-up to reality, anything where I could lose myself in another character. And then I was introduced to this wonderful, cute, wrinkled creature named E.T. I fell in love. (laughs) So sweet. Um, She mentions like how she used to have lunch with him and she put a scarf around his neck, which is funny because we just shared a photo of her with E.T. and a scarf from, uh, again, from (laughs) Katie, Katie, the superstar. Um, And then she says that she got super sad towards the end of filming, but Steven told her that she could visit E.T. whenever she wanted, which I'm like, I don't really know how that was. <laughs> sure, Steven. <laughs> sure. But sure. it made her so happy. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's very sweet. We know like it's kind of infamous that Steven is so good with children on set. Um, okay. So this is one of those spots where Todd Gold comes in. And- Hard cut. <laughs> I put in the <laughs> yeah, net because like, it's like she goes from this little- sweetheart innocent little girl yeah. like I think the now last she's line on drugs. <laughs> yeah that's like the last line is I fell in love and then it's like she spent the last six months <laughs> okay guys so I know that felt abrupt but I had to cut us off here. <laughs> Gotta because leave you guys wanting more <laughs> you haven't paid your one dollar I feel like I'm like Whenever I turn on like NPR and they're having like a pledge drive, I'm like, damn it, TBS. <laughs> yes. viewer, viewers like you. <laughs> I'm like, sorry. But yes, this is the episode we're releasing this week. So just a little tease for you guys. And if you're a Patreon <laughs> member, go to your Patreon account. The episode in its entirety will be there. And we hope you enjoy it. And we hope to see you for more. Don't forget, we'll be covering every chapter of Little Girl Lost one episode at a time over on patreon.com slash how do you drew. Okay, everybody, we will see you next Tuesday. Oh yeah, we're going to be back with a very timely Valentine's-esque episode that you won't want to miss. It's a fan favorite movie. Yeah. Bye-bye. <laughs> This episode of the How Do You Drew podcast was researched and produced by Ashley and Anne from thedrewseum.com with help from our sponsor, Positive Medium. Special thanks to Matt Costa for our lovely theme song, Roxy Prima for our adorable logo, and last but not least, Drew Barrymore and all the Drewbies who love her, we do this for you. Thank Thank you. you!